0: Welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. On today's episode, I have comedian and actor, Mateen Stewart. I'm so excited that we finally had a chance to get Mateen on the show. I've absolutely loved Mateen's comedy uh, for a few years now as I've just kind of seen him out and about both in Los Angeles and in Salt Lake City and uh, we, we tried to get something scheduled with Mateen when we were in Los Angeles back in February uh, but just never get able to get the schedules to work out so I was so excited that we were able to finally make it happen. Uh, Mateen was kind enough to invite us over to his place uh, to sit down and record this episode and uh, yeah it was, it was really cool. Uh, Jesse and I were both a little bit obsessed with his dog Cosby, uh, cutest dog in the entire world. Uh, but yeah, it, it, we, we stayed focused. We were able to make it through the podcast without, uh, without continuing to try to play with the dog. But seriously, the most adorable dog in the entire world. But yeah, it, it, it was so much fun being able to talk with Mateen. Uh, kind of learn, you know, he's been in LA for 11 years now. Kind of learned some of his backstory of moving from Detroit, coming up in the comedy, scene and kind of what he's learned from comedy, some of his inspirations, uh, some of the cool shows he's been able to work on. Uh, he told. An awesome story on the episode about working with Ben Stiller uh, that, that was really funny, so it was great to kind of hear some of that. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's it's really exciting to always talk with, with great comics and kind of learn, you know, their backstory. Uh, Mateen also just released his new stand up album called Let's Get Mateened uh, that he actually recorded here in Salt Lake uh Club 50 West. Uh, Christopher actually opened for him at that show, and of course, on this episode, you hear Christopher James and Jesse Knight. Uh, on the episode as well but yeah it was so much fun being able to sit down and talk with Mateen um, in Los Angeles uh, at, at, at his home there. I do apologize in advance. There are, are, are a few little audio issue, issues throughout this uh, throughout this episode uh, We made sure to tweak them up the best best possible but here and there uh, a couple words may drop out so It's uh, kind of choose your own adventure with that and just kind of figure out uh, What we might have said and uh, decipher the meaning from there, but yeah, it was a lot of fun So thank you so much to Mateen Stewart uh, for taking the time to sit down with us uh, while we were in Los Angeles, a lot of great stuff coming up next week. I'm headed out to New York City. Uh, hopefully, gonna be able to get some stage time while we are out there. I'm really looking forward to that. New York Comic Con as well is happening. I finally, I, I mean, I'm staying out there for a long enough time that I finally get to explore the city and kind of see see some of the sights. So I've, I've been to New York a number of times, but it's always been so quick and and just so much, you know. Getting in, doing the show, and getting out uh, back when I was managing bands and taking care of things there that I never got to see the city, and so I'm really excited to be able to have a chance to check it out. Uh, I, I realized I was going to be right next, uh, right next to the Ghostbusters firehouse on, on, on one of the days, and so I'm really excited to check that out. And uh, I, I don't care that it's just a fire station. It was, it was the Ghostbusters. So that, that, that's where they were. So that's what, that's what I'm sticking with. I'm, I'm going with that, and yeah, well, yeah, it, it's Ghostbusters. So I'm also really excited, and we're going to see Stephen Colbert while we're in town. Uh, Hopefully hitting up Fallon as well. So I haven't really heard word on that yet, but... Hopefully. Fingers crossed. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm excited to be there. And then, of course, I'm headed to Portland uh, the following week as well uh, to record an episode there. And also, uh, I, sc- I screwed up big time. Uh, when we were planning everything for New York. Uh, I knew that we needed to be there doing New York Comic Con and had, had just booked it, not realizing that my wife was planning to go see Maroon 5. She's a huge Maroon 5 fan, uh, but she's never had a chance to see him live and I had got a free pair of tickets. Now, for like three, four years they've been promising her that we would go see Maroon 5, and somehow something falls through every single time. This time it it was going to happen, she had the free tickets, we were going to go to the show, and then she mentioned the date, and I was like, wait a second, that's when we're going to be in New York, and I felt so horrible, so, yeah, we're going to see them while we're in Portland as well, because it it had to happen, I wasn't going to let it be a fifth or sixth time, and she still wasn't going to get to see the band that she loves. So, so yeah, we're, we'll be we'll be seeing Maroon 5 as well here in Portland. But yeah, it's gonna be a good time. I haven't been to Portland in, in a few years, and I absolutely love the city. And uh, of course, you know, gotta have some Voodoo Donuts. I got to. It, it, it's wonderful. I don't care if I'm if I'm watching what I eat and working out. It's Voodoo Donuts. I I have to have it. It's gonna be great though. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And of course, we'll be back in Los Angeles at the end of October uh, for Festival Supreme. Uh, kind of covering some of that and checking that out. We're really excited to see that. So, yeah, if you're, if you're at any of those events and you run into me, come say hi. I, I'd, I'd love to meet you. So, it's, it's always fun uh, meeting new fans when we are out and about and, uh, and, hearing, and hearing your thoughts on the show. Uh, make sure you also are following me on Twitter, at Tim Drake, as well as at on the Mic Podcast, And uh, follow Mateen Stewart on all the links on the website as well. So, all of those will be up there for his Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, his official website, and of course, the link to iTunes where you can buy his album, Let's Get Mateen. So yeah, make make sure you check that out. Of course, you know, make sure you're reading things on onthemikepodcast.com. So aside from just the podcast, you know, we're focusing on giving a lot more articles up. You know, TV, film, comedy, anything pop culture you can think of. We're trying to make sure that you have access to that through the website. Uh, getting more writers on board as well. So of course, you know, Jesse Knight joined us as a writer a few months back, and uh, kind of kind of testing the waters with a few other people right now to kind of see you know what we can bring uh, bring to the website. So hope you guys really enjoy this episode Again, thank you so much to Mateen Stewart Get out there and buy his album, Let's Get Mateened on iTunes It's a fantastic album So go pick that up Enjoy this episode with Mateen Stewart Bullshit. that's all that's all you need to okay just bullshit got you <laughs> so how, how many mics are there now like right around here there's it seems like there's a ton now i was talking to christian piper about it and he was like oh yeah there's a whole he had just had a there's whole there's
1: a lot of mics but the thing is do you want to go to those mics that's yeah. the thing because <laughs> <Yeah, that's Like, laughs> some of them is like it's like pointless like seriously it's like pointless to go to some of these mics
0: um just everybody trying to get their own show going
1: well, I mean, the thing about it is like you might not have an audience at all, and then what happens when you don't have an audience? Nothing is reinforced. Yeah. So you might as well home. just do that in your living room. Yeah. I mean, you're spending money to buy. You got to <laughs> buy a drink or something to get up, and then you know nothing happens. There's a really good one around here where I live in Larchmont Village on a Saturday afternoon, and that's decent. Um, it's in a coffee shop, and a, a bunch of comics come. You get six minutes. That's what the thing about here is, LA. Like it's it's all about time, but you don't get a lot of time. Yeah, like a lot of big guys don't even get a lot of time. You know, they're only doing fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, even with, that, yeah. The yeah.
0: comedy store sets are still only fifteen minutes, 10-15 minutes. Yeah. yeah, it's it's quick. And uh, granted, I've heard the stories of Dane Cook showing up at the Laugh Factory and somebody's got up and. Supposed to have 15 minutes and he goes on for like an hour and a half. Oh yeah, he's oh, not. Man. I don't
1: think he's allowed there anymore. Oh I, did yeah, he burned that bridge. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall what what happened. That was his per home sec. forever. Yeah, yeah, and I, th- I think something <laughs> happened between him and and Judd Apatow and and I think he got into it with Jamie about something. Um But no, he doesn't go there anymore. He he's. He, they took all this stuff down, I think, too. As wow.
0: Well, yeah. It seems like every time I'd go past, it was always Tim Allen this night, Dane Cook this night. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Now he's he hangs around the improv a lot now.
0: Really? Yeah. So improv does have a mic tomorrow. Oh, okay. So it's a lot. It's a lottery that you don't know if. It's you're a lottery. Gonna, yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, get I mean, up you, yeah, because they they,
1: they 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 call you and then you wait there, and it's you know when you get called, it's like you're like, oh my god, like. I volunteered to to tribute. Can I go up? Can I just get up? No, but it's <laughs> it's it's such a thing. Like it's hit or miss. You got to get the lottery, or it's first come first serve. Or you got to got to buy a drink to to do your art. Yeah. I mean, wait, I mean, I I see where you have to support the room because comedians will come to a place and not support it. And in the business, like I'm not getting anything from this, so why why am I here?
0: Yeah. I I know the first time I I had ever got on. Doing an open mic at the comedy store, and I ended up spending thirty bucks just to do three minutes, and I was like, "All right, that was the most expensive three minutes I've ever yeah, had." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I got a
1: the potluck is cool. Yeah, we're um, going to potluck tonight. Yeah, I got uh, I have some homies that 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 hang out there a lot, a lot, and I got up last week. It's it's just an interesting room. It's you know that that original room, and it's a comedy store. It's the original comedy frat house. Yeah, and I think it'll it'll be like that until. It's a parking lot, because <laughs> that's what's, that's what's happening everywhere. <laughs> if I if I had some money right now, I'd buy a parking lot. <laughs> Seriously.
0: So now, uh, Christopher is telling me that that you're a teacher. Is that right? Well, I
1: work I work as a um, behavioral therapist now. So I work okay. with the I work with the school district. Uh, but I don't like to tell my, my people my Clark Kent abilities. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a real job until I don't have to have one.
0: Because I mean, I've always simply just knew, known that you that you did comedy. So yeah, I,
1: I do that, and then I do comedy and um, on a semi-pro level. Um, and I also I, I MC and I DJ, so I do a lot of white weddings and bar mitzvahs, and uh, those can be very interesting. Um, and quite lucrative if you get the right right yeah. right gig. So, oh. but yeah, I got I got I like I like my job because I have health insurance and <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's free.
0: Yeah, it, it, the, it's the one thing that you have to just have that steady income for the uh, for the insurance, and then just have to hope that the uh, yeah, the, it, it's, it's the stage I think all of us are at right now. We have that one that one small thing that's just like I got insurance. Yeah, yeah and it hasn't stopped
1: me from doing anything. Yeah. like I have never. I've never had an issue with, with like going someplace yeah. or going to an audition because of my my work because they they've been like super understanding so I'm not complaining at all. <laughs> a lot of a lot of comics are like oh man I got a day job and like it's it's a right time to do it and it's yeah. and some people do it too soon. I mean I, I don't think I'm in a position where I'm like oh me quitting my day job is going to help me do anything more in comedy than I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, I'm saying that because I have shelter and I have food, and I can still feed the f- feed my dog. <laughs> if I get to a point where I can't feed my dog, then then I know I'm in trouble. But I'm good. I like my job. So.
0: Yeah, I know. I know that's how it got for me at one point where I was just like, all right, well, I have to feed my wife and I have to feed the cats. So as long as I can do those two yeah. things, I'm 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 good to go.
1: Yeah, I just worry about feeding myself and my dog. So <laughs> it's only two people. I well, two things I have to feed because he's not a person.
0: So do do, the, do those that work at your day job know about the about the comedian yeah. side?
1: Uh, I yeah, for the most part, because I'm like in a general section and then we work out in other school systems. And so the the people that I work with directly, a lot of them know, but I, I don't really try to broadcast it because like yeah. everyone is always like, oh, when they find out, like, oh, yeah, tell me a joke or they always try <laughs> to tell you jokes. Exactly. And uh, I got this. This is my buddy, Harvey. He's a he's a substitute teacher. Um cool dude. Uh, he's a bassoonist. So he's played in a lot of movies and stuff. And uh, every day he always comes with me. With he's like these hacky dad jokes. <laughs> 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 he he told me one other day that was I laughed and he because he always get a kick. It's like the biggest thing if he if he says something and I laugh at it. And He was like, okay. Uh, so this guy, uh, this guy took his, uh, to- went to the doctor and was like, um, doctor, I think my wife has Alzheimer's. She either has Alzheimer's or she has AIDS. And the doctor said, what? He said, yeah, I think she has Alzheimer's or she has AIDS. And then he said, the doctor said, well, drive her about three miles out and then leave. And if she comes home, don't fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> That he got, me. <laughs> he got me. I was like, that's a good joke. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he made that up. I'm sure he heard that somewhere. But <laughs> oh my god, he's so proud, and I was like, that's funny, man. If she it's, comes it's home, it's
0: always good when they when they, when they come to you with a with a good joke. Because most of the time it's it's not that. and, and not. And the majority most of, time, not. of time they've yeah. just discovered something on Netflix. That they're like, hey, yeah. have you heard Jim Gaffigan? I know, I know uh, you yeah, know yeah, that yeah. Comedy and it's yeah. Like,
1: like, why don't you have one of those Netflix <laughs> specials? <laughs> oh, I yeah. know. Let me call my manager and ask him. It's like
2: they're channeling your mom. Like, why yeah. haven't you been successful yet? Yeah, that's how I feel every time someone. Out, it out. out of
0: all the tweets I've had on the Tonight Show website and on the show, every time someone's like, "You seriously need to go write for them," I'm like, "Yeah, it's just that easy. You yeah. send them a few tweets, and yeah, yep, you're you're writing you're writing for late night. That's how it goes." yeah
1: but the thing about it the crazy thing about it is that is how it could go yeah it, and it that's how now. crazy <laughs> it is i mean you look at it, a lot of people have like personally just hand touched somebody from something like i think tina Fey pulled donald Glover out of nowhere and made him a writer oh, yeah. on 30 yeah. rock yeah it's just like you know one person I, could I change your life
0: i remember donald telling the story of that he i think he wrote a simpson spec script is what it is which oh, okay. is like the absolute no, you do not write a Simpson spec script. It's too hard to get the characters and everything. But his was so perfect that they're just like, no, this this guy can write. Yeah, and I think that's what Tina actually came across, and she's just like, we've got to bring him in, bring him in. But but one person, one guy I know that's actually working with Tina now, Bridger Weiniger, uh, when he was doing Craig Ferguson out here, uh, once Craig's show was ending. Uh, Kimmel snap, snatched him up, okay. And Kimmel found him just simply off of he would see his tweets, he would see you know bits and pieces of the segments from Ferguson, but it was a lot of his his just strange brand of comedy mm. that he had online. So I went to high school with Bridger, and, and now now I, th- I think he's kind of he's separated a, himself uh, from from everybody there. And
1: where did you go? Where did you go to high school?
0: Uh, in South Jordan, oh. out In Utah. Utah. Yeah, there, there's there's a few of us that have that have escaped and been able to do, kind of what we want. Uh, Matt Bellows as well. I don't know if you've seen Matt Bellows. He's he's seems like he's in a ton of stuff right now. Uh, I know he just barely even taped an episode of Fuller House. Okay, right <laughs> on. He's, but he's in the Waterworld show he's over working. at Universal. Yeah, he he gets he gets a lot of work. Yeah. Second, so he was just in some NASCAR series. It was on like the History Channel.
1: Yeah, it's, it's worked, like, man. There's So many yeah. things you can do for work, and just like. It's a lot to do out here, but you just got to get in that, right? Just got to get in there.
0: Yeah. yeah. Even as I had finished, like, well, finishing Second City. So, yeah. it's like I started looking at it. I'm like, all oh, right, what do I do? And then all of a sudden I realized, oh, there's a shit ton I can do now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: and yeah. you've been doing a lot of cool stuff uh, since you've been out here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been here. I had my 11-year uh, L.A. birthday last, on know, 29th of August. Oh, nice. So, I've been out here 11 years, and, I mean – if if you would say like oh are you um, where you thought you would be I mean no I'm not but also I've I've done a lot of like cool stuff like I've you know I've been on TV enough times to like it's still worth coming here yeah. and then when I started doing comedy uh, like five years ago it was like now this is something else that I don't feel like is a hobby it's something I feel like this is what I this is the vein I want to take the rest of my career spectrum towards because I was just an actor. And then it's like you go from being an actor, and then you're actor fuck when you start doing comedy. It's like all oh, these fucking actor over here. And I took a comedy <laughs> class too, which is like, oh no, don't do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I feel like I needed to do that to to be able to succeed and set deadlines, and then have a like a culmination at the end, which is then me going into like a shitty bar and doing it in front of five people and never wanting to do it again. So, um,
0: what are those comedy classes like? I, I always hear people just talk about how miserable those. Stand up writing class. And I'm always just like, how do you teach somebody uh, to actually write stand? up Well, this is
1: the work? thing. Like, so I um, so I had this thing when I was turning 30, and I was like, okay, um, I need to something needs to change because I've been in LA and like I did some commercial stuff and I did some like sketch stuff on HBO, and then um, I didn't nothing was clicking. I had started a theater company and it failed, and I was like, I need something, and I was like, oh, I I always wanted to try stand up comedy, so I just went and I was like, well. Let me see, is there a class? And lo and behold, there was a class. And I found a class. It was like $300 for six weeks. And you meet for three hours once a week. And then you had a culmination show at the Hollywood Improv. And I was like, oh, well, that seems cool. So I was telling my mom about it. And so she ended up buying it for me for my my 30th birthday. And when I went into the class, (laughs) I was talking to people. I was the only one that paid full price. Everyone else got a Groupon. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) And then... The guy took a picture, and he uses me now for the Groupon. So if you buy the Groupon for the class, you'll see me, like, looking at my notes in class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See
0: this guy? He's the guy who didn't uh, use yeah, our yeah, Groupon. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> this man pays full price.
1: Yeah, it was like it was like 300 bucks. And what they do is, Damn. you know, he goes, and he'll, he'll tell you, like, you know, what's co- like, where it's the basis of comedy. And then they, they help you try to find out what kind of comic you are like with, vein, with like, because there's different levels of like, oh, you're a one-liner guy, you're a long-form guy, you're short stories, you're a punch-up guy, you're a, you know, a, a alt guy, whatever, whatever the the different genres of comedy are, and so they taught you that, and then, you know, we watched some comics, and we, you know, we, they told us to find what, who our favorite comic was, and uh, I always just remember uh, Patrice O'Neill, like, listening to him and nice. watching him growing up. So he was always a guy that I, that was always like my comic hero like he's he's my comedy god like i know other people have like Chappelle and like Pryor and and cosby and all those guys but like for me patrice o'neill was it
0: the patrice was i still actually remember even where i was when patrice died and then i had to explain to my mom who patrice Uh o'neill was and broke my heart even more
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you. A lot of people don't know him, and when I mentioned his name, they was like, "Oh, I've never heard of her." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, you, <laughs> know, you know." Yeah, that's. So yeah. So that the class we took it, and then we did five minutes at the at the improv. Um, it was a it was a Sunday, February nineteenth, and uh and it was fifteen of us. So we had two classes, and it was eight people in my class, seven people in the other class. A few people dropped out; they didn't do the final performance and i went up there and i had a bunch of friends cuz like have yeah, your friends that want to support you and yeah. like this new venture and then you have your friends that are like all right let's watch him suck this is going to be great. <laughs> this is going to be really great those are your real friends <laughs> that want to see you fail sometimes and uh <laughs> for real cuz if your friends can't kick you when you're down oh yeah, yeah no. you, if you can't take that then you know it it just makes you tougher so i, I had a bunch of people there and i did really well and like I've been performing since I was a kid, so it was like that wasn't But for me to like these words that I wrote and people are laughing at it. Like that was like powerful. And I remember w- leaving the stage like, yeah, I'm ready for Conan. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't. I mean, I, I look at those jokes now and I'm like, oh, that was kind of hacky. But yeah. um, but yeah, man, I fell in love. Yeah. I, I tell people like like stand up copies like like a girl that you had a crush on when you were a kid, but you never had the courage to talk to her. And then, in high school, you know you might want to talk to her, but she doesn't you know pay attention to you. but then, when you finally see her and you're grown, and you're like, "Oh, I'm talk to you," and now you get to fuck her every day <laughs> and like yeah, so, and I, like that's what it is for me like i I mean I've always loved it i remember I remember watching like Wendy Liebman and like all those guys on like the young h b o comics or whatever, and you know I liked it. I was always a part of it. I always got excited about specials and I don't know why it never clicked to me, like, oh, why don't you try to do that? I never wanted I never had that desire. I always wanted to be a movie star. But um it's changed my life for the better. And I think like now you have that instant gratification. It's like a drug. Like yeah. Yeah, I can think of a joke oh, yeah. and then go tell it, and then the people are doing what I want them to do. And yeah, and, it, and I have a license to say what I feel. Mm-hmm. Um at times, you know, it might not be what other people feel, but I feel like Someone should be able to learn something in between me talking about my dick like that's like <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: I, I kind of even just wrote wrote a piece about that uh, in regards to the nightly show being canceled is, mm-hmm. yeah there's there's some of those things that people don't they don't want to talk about, but sometimes comedy's the best yeah the best way to go about it, and I mean those uncomfortable subjects where the nightly show tackled race and religion and mm-hmm. and the absurdity of people thinking that you know there aren't problems there, and yeah, that's I, 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 that's that's where some of the best satire sometimes is built, and mm-hmm. the best comedy is built is ha- being able to sit back and be like, what the fuck is wrong with this entire yeah. system?
1: <laughs> yeah, I watched, I watched, I watched uh, Blazing Saddles last night. Oh, nice! And I went to the theater because uh, they were playing it because Gene Wilder died. Yeah, and they were playing Willy Wonka and Blazing Saddles, and and I went last night, and and we were just like, oh my god, like this this is amazing. Like, this is amazing. And this could never be made today. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and they were, even though they were like, it was, it was so satirical how bad, like if some people are. Like, oh man, that's kind of like, no, that's why they're saying it because people think like, this is what this type yeah. of pe- person is. And I just, I just think that's one of the like perfect comedy movie. Like if you were, yeah. if I was to tell somebody to watch a perfect comedy movie, from start to finish, it's Blazing Saddles. And I, I always think, like, how it would it be if, if Richard Pryor actually got to play that role. Oh, yeah. Y- yeah, that, you know, that would, ugh. They were scared. They were scared. They, like the, they, yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were scared. They were scared of Richard Pryor. Playing um, them.
2: Well, speaking of Mel Brooks, his son Max Brooks was on uh, Nerdist recently and had a really great, like, he said something great about comedians, about how comedians are the best people to give opinions in the world because mm-hmm. you know they do it in a, such a satirical way but it's a smart way to do it they're the bravest people to go up and say what people don't want to
1: yeah i and i think i have a i have a bit of a license because patrice o'neill he said he said like as a black man i could say almost anything that i want almost anything especially concerning like racially i can almost say anything and i take the liberties to to push the envelope and talk about slavery and talk about Stuff. My opening joke is my name is Mateen, my la- uh, which means um, strong in Arabic, and my last name is Stuart which means people used to own my family in an America, and <laughs> like that, like I've been opening like and that. Pe- that makes people feel uncomfortable. Like like they're like, and I say I can s- you can just smell the white guilt, like their white Hell guilt's man. flaring up, man. And and yeah, I I like I talk I talk about race a lot, and then I was at a point like when I was early. On, so I was like, oh, am I doing it too much? Am I becoming just like a, a, a comic that's just like, just talks about race? But I feel I, I do it in a way which is a lot more cerebral than like, oh, this group of people does this and like Asians can't drive, you know, like it's not, it's not that but it's just talking about like issues that we have and like things that I pick up and I notice like when I was working at a summer camp and it's nothing but Jewish people there and I was like, that's weird. Cause like, why would Jewish people send their place to a place called camp? Like why, like why would you do that? Cause like if it was a summer plantation, like I would not send my kids there. Like I would not. Like you don't like 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 I like so like those are just like simple things. That like I think about, which is like you know, it's some people are, uh, you know, but it's I feel just like
0: that should have been a Chappelle sketch that was missed out. On. <laughs> oh, I know, right? No, it's a
1: Mateen Stewart idea, copyright. T M T M T M.
0: You've you, you've got to you've got to make that into a sketch somewhere. It's that a that Mateen is. original.
1: Yes, that is that is T M. Like I was just watching. The office, and I think Will Arnett is like I got, I got three. Have you seen that episode? Oh, yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I got three points to help the company. Like, uh, we'll give it to him. He's like, I can't tell you. I'll tell you three <laughs> and two. <laughs> yeah. tm T M T M. So I'm T M. but The vocals
2: on that too. Like, huh? you, he had a little part on that too, didn't he?
1: Who Patrice? Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. even notice it. I yeah. think he, he was Let in the back a couple times. He didn't even say anything. And then he, yeah, yeah, the first two, the three, the third season, I think he shows up again. Yeah. He yeah. has that
2: comment uh, to Kelly, like, I will to show you, you, want me to show you the sea monster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but unless you know who he is, yeah, like, yeah, but still, it's uh, so funny seeing him in those. And he
1: was also supposed to be, um, he, oh, sorry, he also supposed to be, um, the dad on Everybody Hates Chris. Oh, shit. Yeah, he awesome. was. And, um, and Chris Rock was like, no, I, I, like, you're my dad, but you're crazy. Like, I can't, <laughs> I won't be able to work with you and he didn't he, and i mean if i don't know if you guys ever heard the 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 WTF with Patrice and he talks to Mark Marin it's yeah. one of the yeah. yeah yeah i just i it just uh it's so sad to like listen to it and like damn he's he's gone but his work i still listen to it it's still funny to me it's just
0: yeah some, sometimes those that you've treasured it, it's hard sometimes to go right back and listen to them like right after Gene Wilder passed away i was like i, I feel like i need to watch Watch something. I was just like, I can't watch Blazing Saddles. It's gonna make me cry. And I was like, I can't watch Willy Wonka because then I'll be hungry. <laughs> 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 <And> it was, <laughs> it, it was just a whole, a whole mix of emotions yeah. with everything. I was like, I'll oh, I'll give it a week or so here, and, and and then, then if anything, I think I'll start with Hear No Evil, See No Evil, because that's that's a
1: great movie. I yeah. That is, yeah. yeah, I love that, that those was. Two I think the first, the
0: first introduction I had to Richard Pryor at a young age was that movie. And yeah, I became obsessed. I think it, I would agree. <laughs> That's stir, right,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: stir crazy,
0: right? Stir crazy was another is another
2: one, yeah. Yeah. absolutely amazing. Uh I remember like uh was re-listening to the uh Robin Williams one WTF when he died and then Oh uh, yeah. the Gary Shanley one when he died yeah. too. Yeah.
0: The Robin Williams w- Williams one, I was still uh interning early early mornings uh, for radio from hell then. And I I had like a 45 minute drive into Salt Lake. And I, I remember tearing up during that one and then just had to sit in the cars for a minute so yeah. that I, I didn't walk in and everyone was like, what's, what's wrong with you? Just nothing. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, it's it's
1: weird how people you never met, you, you know, or, yeah. like, never had a really personal connection to, could, like, you know, draw and be such a part of your life. you know. Yeah. And it's... They, yeah. had,
0: they had a part in raising you, whether yeah. it whether it was direct or indirect.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, celebrities that really got me... Like, Michael, when Michael Jackson because I found out late because I was working at a summer camp, and, and then I just found out, and the guy was like, yeah, tomorrow morning we're going to have a Michael Jackson memorial breakfast. I was like, ha ha, that's funny. <laughs> if Michael Jackson died, and he was like, oh, he died this morning. You didn't know? And I was like, oh! Like, I, like I just like a noise that shouldn't come out of a person as, as large as me. Like, oh! <laughs> like, I was like, just like, they're like, are you crying? Like, no, I'm not crying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had one of my
0: employees at the time. I was managing uh, a sports store and had one of my employees come in m- like two hours into her shift. And she, she's like, oh, yeah, did you hear Michael Jackson died? And I was like, w- what? What? Yeah, yeah, the rest of that day was ruined. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I made a similar noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's just. It's just crazy when when your heroes yeah die,
2: and you know the greats are the ones that still continue to influence you even though
1: they're yeah, because co- you just find nuances and 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 just the things and every time you listen to something like ah oh, oh, well how do you say that like okay I see what he was doing there well, but like
0: Andy Kaufman's one. I still go back and we'll come across some of his stuff and I, I went down an Andy Kaufman rabbit hole for okay. a while. Okay, all right, there.
1: yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah.
0: This dude was just almost too brilliant and like I, I see people joke all the time that. You know they're just expecting Donald Trump to pull a mask off and and Andy Kaufman the whole time, time. (laughs) and and people laugh at him like, I could see him doing that though. He's still alive. Like he's the one person that could somehow pull that off. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So now you've been out here. You said eleven years. Where where did you move from?
1: I moved um, from Detroit, Michigan. I'm I'm born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, and then I uh, I went to college in Florida, in Tallahassee, Florida. I went to Florida A&M University in Tallahassee. Okay. And so then and uh, I went back home after I graduated and I worked a couple of years and saved some money and then I I came out here with uh like $10,000 and a dream. Yeah. And my mother and my 1993 Pontiac Grand Am. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> no air conditioning. Oh shit. Dead that's summer. Th- yeah.
0: That's that's brutal. So what what was it like growing up in Detroit?
1: Um for me I never had like any of those issues, like a lot of when you hear like people from Detroit and like a lot of violence and all that stuff. Like I, I was afforded the opportunity to live in like a middle class, middle middle class family, and we, had, we lived in a neighborhood, which like you know we had trees. There was no abandoned houses. Like all the houses are brick. They're big, beautiful buildings. <laughs> I, yeah. like, I like
0: that you started off. There it, with, with it, trees. We have trees. With trees yeah, we exactly. had trees. There's trees in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> trees
1: and you know and but down the street there were some, like, really rough areas, so Detroit has these pockets, and it's, like, probably three or four neighborhoods in Detroit that, like, super, like, like clean, and, like, we have our own, like, community house, and, like, we have services, like, security guards, and, you know, gardeners, and stuff like that, so that's where I grew up, so I went to private school from K through, like, seven, and then I went to, like, a charter school for eighth, and I wanted to go to a public high school, and it was, it was interesting, because it's something, like, that was never like around me like it was a public high school so i went and it was it was a little bit of a culture change because you had kids from all over the city so i was a little uncomfortable at first but it's it's just a school yeah it's just a school um detroit's not super diverse so i didn't really i didn't really grow up around a lot of diversity um it's yeah
0: it's like the inverse of growing up in utah yeah yeah it is (laughs) it is the inverse not 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 very diverse in utah yeah and i you know i
1: have these people that ask me you know how was it growing up in detroit and i tell them like you know, it was no diversity, like we had one white dude in my school, uh, a Puerto Rican guy, and I think it might have been like a half white, half black girl. And I, I think that was the only really diversity that we had. And so I tell people this, and this was this guy from Walnut Creek, like up North California. And he was like, wow, man, that's the opposite of my school. We only had two black kids. And I was like, wow, that's crazy to me. And then I was just joking around with him, I was like, "What? their names Jamal and Tyrone? And he was like, uh, no. I didn't know their names, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> geez, <laughs> like and he was—he wasn't even trying to be funny. He was just being serious. He's like, because I thought he was like offended that I gave him like Jamal and Tyrone, and he was like, no, man, I didn't—I didn't know their names. <laughs> oh, no, they're terrible. I know like, number twenty-three, twenty-four. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> what do you, whatever you want to call them. So
2: I'm curious, where is it that you actually want to go now?
1: Uh, so, so. Writer? Well, my my thing is, I have no limitations on my ability of what I feel I can do. So, like, comedy is is one a, and then with that comedy thing, you learn know, you learn like when people, they, you know, I I I'll, I'll do a something and then you'll meet somebody like, oh, do you write? And I was like, well, I wrote all those jokes you just saw up there. So like, yeah, I, yeah, I just, I, yeah, you could tell like oh i hate that you see those jokes that you just (laughs) i'm not a cover comic those are my jokes that i wrote yeah it's like where'd you get those jokes Uh, from? yeah (laughs) Yeah, i know yeah so but i'm learning how to um how to like write like sitcom stuff and like i have some ideas for some sitcoms uh and through some tweets that i had i tweeted some guy who has a project he saw him and he was like oh contacted my manager and and i was you know i'm they like in and out working with that trying to make something happen from there so uh, i can't really talk about that but uh yeah i mean i i want to act i want to perform but if it if i get a job writing on a tv show i'm not going to i'm not going to hate that but i would rather be performing on that tv show yeah. um so yeah i mean it's it's a lot of things that you can do you can write different things you can do voiceover work i've gone in for some some cartoon stuff that i'd never really thought nice. like oh i never really said oh i can go I can do a cartoon. I can do a voiceover. So, uh, I think I want to do. It, I want to do it all, man. I want to. <laughs> I want to. I want to be Jamie Foxx because he does everything. Yeah. 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 Jamie Foxx, Martin Lawrence, those are guys. that like you look at that guy. and Like, oh, he does does everything. You know. So
0: J- Jamie Foxx is is just beyond because I mean he's got the he's got the Oscar. He's got the Grammy. Yeah. So he he very easily I think could egot. There, there's no reason he couldn't get an Emmy and Tony as well.
1: Yeah, it, the thing about it is he's he's he he sings, he plays the piano, you know he he can act, he's he's funny. Some of his specials, are, I just remember watching him as a kid, Living oh, yeah. Color, and like you know yeah. Jamie Fox HBO specials when HBO specials were they held a lot more weight than they do now. Um, yeah. And
2: then you got a classic Martin uh, TV show from back in the day. Oh yeah, Martin. I, I, I,
1: I, I, I started up uh, some stuff the other day when I tweeted that oh, yeah, uh, I that Martin that. was the best sitcom. I just happened to be watching Martin and I was like, this is funny. Like, it was like everything hit. It's yeah. one of those things where it was like, it was joke after joke yeah. after joke after joke after joke. And like, it was just perfect television yeah, for me. Yeah, it's like Wayne's Brothers TV show still holds up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it does. And then like, even Seinfeld still oh, holds yeah. up. And I was just watching, I had never watched The Office and I just started from like, Two weeks ago, from the beginning. Oh, nice. Oh man, I'm 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 like so invested in it. Like Michael Scott's leaving, and I'm like crying. I'm like, why am I crying for this jerk? But he's like, he's like, you like hate him for everything you love him for. Like that is what Michael Scott is on that show. So like, and I'm watching a lot more of that because that's the kind of stuff that I feel like the vein that I would be more successful in. Um, You checked out Parks and Rec. uh, I haven't checked out Parks and Rec yet. I want to finish. Yeah, I want to finish. This and then go to another thing. I've been watching a new like the Masters of None and then that that Love Master series. So yeah. Great. Oh, Love um, was great. Yeah, and Love was was pretty good. I'm glad they let that guy who wrote I forget his name star in it. Um, Paul Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was happy they let him do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just watch a lot, and at times, people are like, man, you watch a lot of TV, but I'm like, this is what I want to make. So like, if you know what yeah. you want to make, why not yeah. see a, a a successful version of it to me my years in film
0: school and even with second city like they that's what they tell you straight up like if you want to be doing it like you have to watch and see what yeah they're doing yeah
1: Yeah. watch because that's why i would rather sit here and spend two hours watching the office than be at a shitty open mic and get up 11 30 at night and and do you know yeah you just help you think of ideas man Smokes some medicine, make expand your mind. I don't care what anybody say. It, you, it does something to you, to oh, yeah. for your creative side. It opens up. Look something. at Seth Rogen, man. Yeah, yeah.
2: He gets high as shit all the time. Yeah, He's
1: just out just bust and them out, man. Yeah, <laughs> S-
0: Seth, and, Seth and Evan, and then like Doug Benson, have to be the most functional stoners on the planet. Yeah. Like <laughs> the, the, the the way that those guys get shit done. I'm I'm just like if if. I got as high as those guys did on a regular basis. Yeah, I couldn't even function. Uh, no, yeah. I, I I I would live on my couch and my entire diet would end in edo. I would
1: I would die from paranoia. That's what <laughs> I would do. <laughs> <laughs> How did he die? Paranoia. He thought he was having a heart attack so bad he gave himself a heart attack.
0: <laughs> so I mean as you're writing, as you're kinda of studying, you know, a lot a lot of this and figuring out, you know. Your voice as a writer as well. How much of, you know, kind of growing up in Detroit and then even living here now for so long, how much of that kind of seeps in and crosses?
1: Well, a a lot of it, a lot of it does seep in crossover. I mean, my comedy is mostly based off my life and like things that have happened to me and experiences or things that I just notice about society. Uh, I talk a lot about my family, um, maybe more than they would like for me to talk (laughs) about them. Oh, my grandmother was alive. Uh, She... She was like, tell me do are saying that stuff up there on that stage?" I'm like, "But but grandma, you said it. Like you said it. I'm just I'm re- <laughs> just repeating what you said to me." I'm like, uh, that's what I'm doing. This, you said it, g So, um, but then you know, I have family members that are like, "Hey man, when you when you going to put me in your set, man? When you going to put me in your set?" Um, they're very supportive um for the most part. But yeah, I mean, I think it's it's best for me to know to talk about what you know. So, you know, when I, I wrote some parody song a couple years ago called Start in the Middle, which is, like, based on the Drake song, and I just had a thing was, like, you never hear, like, rappers really talk about, like, like, because even if they're rich, they try to pretend like they're poor, like, they always try to pretend like they're something, I was like, if you listen to 2 Chains albums, like you would think, like he was this hardcore drug dealer or whatever. But no, you played college basketball and you had a 4.0. Like you, yeah. like, you know, like <laughs> I would, you know, rap about that, rap about how great your life was. And I had a very great life growing up. I had nothing to complain about. I had everything that I needed and most of the things I wanted. So, you know, I, I feel like I, I can't talk about being poor because I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up poor. So I just talk about like, me growing up how I am and like even sometimes like uh, I saw Wayne Brady when Bill Maher questioned Wayne Brady's like his blackness oh, and he yeah. was yeah and he was like you know if you want to <laughs> say that to my face and say that to you know, whatever and he he was like yeah people just think like oh because you're black you're supposed to be one certain kind of way like oh you're black you're man you're supposed to be one sort of kind of way but they don't realize it's, it's a it's a level it's a level of it's just like you know I'm not going to be um, talking about being poor because I had that I didn't live that but that doesn't take away my blackness you know right. I just I just grew up ben, different ben
0: Carson even came after President Obama this year, trying to say he wasn't really black same yeah type of thing yeah. and I mean that was just, it was just so ridiculous to think that they they were trying to take away anything from the accomplishments or from yeah from you know how you grew up just because they're saying, "Oh, well, you're black. You had to grow up." Yeah, they, they addressed
1: this. I remember an episode of um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, okay. yeah, when that, the the guy had, you know, he had told Carlton the same thing, yeah. and Carlton's like, "What? Well, because I had a big house. I'm less black than you." Like, no, let's go to middle America, and see who's both black. <laughs> 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 they don't care. They don't. They don't care about it. And I, I have friends that be like, "Oh, well, you you can't talk about this and that because you were privileged." I'm like, "Yeah, I can still talk about it because I see." But having still has di- di- affected me directly or indirectly. And you can't say I can't talk about it. I'm like, my mom grew up in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where George Wallace was the governor. So oh, how are you going to tell me I can't talk about anything? Because <laughs> yeah. I grew yeah. up a certain way. So, yeah, it's it's just it's just everyone just needs to shut up. That's yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the best things
2: about comedy is that you can bridge that gap so well. Even th- and bring up those issues in such a way that everybody can connect and actually laugh about it. And
1: yeah. take it
0: So seriously. Yeah. So I, I think it's funny, though, to hear that your family has said, you know, to you, you, there's some of them that are like, well, when are you going to put me in the act? Yeah. Because Anthony Jeselnik talked about the same kind of thing. And then he did put some of them in, and they're like, come on, why are you saying that now? He's like, you wanted me to put, <laughs> you, yeah, 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 put yeah. you in my act, so I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, there's a chapter in the book I've been working on that it was it's a it, i'm fixing it from an old book that i had co-wrote that's called the eulogy for my racist grandmother
1: oh, my uh, grandma's okay. still alive
0: though <laughs> <laughs> so and she's never going to read it i despise the woman so i don't even care if she did but my mom was having a conversation with me a couple weeks ago and she was like you have to be careful with that what if grandma what if grandma saw it and i was like then hopefully she'd learn something. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was just like, she's a horrible human being. Like, I'm yeah. not stating anything that she hasn't done. She's just giving me more material now, so I'm amplifying Yeah,
1: it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, everything is fair game. Everything is fair game, and, and you know, you have to be able to be comfortable. Because, I mean, we have this whole thing where we want to be liked by everybody, and I think essentially, like, all comedians have that thing where we're like, we want to be liked because we want people to react the way we want them to. They're yeah. supposed to laugh,
0: but we e- want them to like us yeah, as much as yeah, we like ourselves. But you get to a point where
1: <laughs> you have to realize like you don't do this for anybody else but yourself. Yeah. Because once you get to that point, like nothing else matters. If they laugh, that's them. Like that, If they don't, that's also them. It's just the re- yeah. the human reaction. They're either going to laugh or not going to laugh <laughs> so you're going in with 50 50 automatically so with those odds it can go either way and i think a lot of times we get caught up like if like comics get down on themselves if they have a bad time and like no man like learn from that and and take that and remember how that feels like i i bombed the hardest i've ever bombed february 1st 2013 at the comedy store i was like the 24th comic on this bringer show it's like eleven forty five. they were tired and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go and do six minutes of new material. Oh, silence, like for six, <laughs> oh, and it's like man. it's like two hundred people in there, and Aww. that's like that's back, yeah. So just like silence, and like that lights on you, and like I'm like, when is that like? And I didn't want to bail because I'm gonna stay up here. I am going to do my time. I'm not gonna bail because I've seen some comedies like Bell, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna do my time. And like I'll never forget that. I never and I never want to feel that again. So that is. My constant everyday work when I'm when I'm doing this is like yeah. never have that feeling again. It's <laughs>
2: almost like when you get to that point where you don't give a shit. That's when you get the most laughs because yeah. you're the most comfortable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it, uh, that's that like being unplugged from the matrix feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, like wow, like I know kung fu. Um, <laughs> that's still the stilliest line. Oh wow, I know kung fu.
0: We always tell Christopher that, you know, as, as good as of, of a stand up as he is his funniest shit comes from when he's just, when it's not something he's written. Yeah. And he just says stuff to us and Jesse and I just lose it. And sometimes it's great because it's things that aren't even meant to be funny. Just, just this morning. Oh, uh, we, <laughs> we, 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 h- we hiked up to the Hollywood sign uh, so that we, so that we could get some work out and while, while we're out here and Christopher takes this picture kind of spreading his arms out, like he's conquered the mountain mm-hmm. and I, i was having jesse at the same time take a picture of me going up to kick christopher <laughs> and he actually panicked and then as, as we got back down he he says no you know i just he's like that actually scared me because i had a really bad experience with the mountain one time and someone trying to throw me off of it and both of us just started fucking laughing <laughs> so hard and he's just like well no it's a serious story and i was just like the way you the <laughs> gave us that, when <laughs> he told us the story, and it was just like, "Oh, yeah, that's a little bit of a serious story," but yeah, he'll he'll give us these gems that he doesn't even mean to, and it's because that that guards down, and he just doesn't give a fuck what he's yeah. saying. To the
1: organic himself. nature,
0: yeah. It, it was it was just so perfect, but yeah, it's 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 as soon as you kind of let that just be, you know, it's it's for you. You're just gonna say what you're. Yeah, gonna say. you
1: just have to be able to go up there and, and just be comfortable and. Look people in the face, <laughs> and like yeah, looking at you. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's 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 a, it's it's the greatest thing I've ever done. Perform stand up comedy. It's it's the greatest. I like I I tell people all the time like you'll never you can't I can't redo I can't duplicate it. I can't, I can't. I performed like in theaters, like doing acting stuff, and like nothing, because you, when you're doing stand up, you like you're saying your own words. It's not a script. Yeah that it's a script but not like a script that someone else is like oh i'm playing a character named james and yeah, yeah it's 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 like drugs <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: with, with all the acting that that you have done what's been you know kind of the prize project that you've kind of had a chance to uh
1: it was pretty cool so i i've played i've played multiple robbers which is uh funny because i'd never thought that i would do that but i uh, i got to do this really cool thing it was like my first like the McDonald's commercial I did in 2007 was, like, my first big thing that I've, like, that's when I was like, wow, I could, I could do this. And I had been out here two years, and I booked a McDonald's commercial. I was like, wow, this is really happening. Like, I still didn't believe, like, I don't believe when I get a call or I get cast or something, I don't believe it until I'm on set in yeah. my thing. And then I really don't believe it until, like, I'm wrapped. And then I really don't believe it until I see it on TV, and that's like those those steps. It's like ah, this is not gonna happen. Something's bad gonna happen. The end of the world's gonna happen. But I got to work with uh, Ben Stiller and Rob Hubel on this sketch for Funnier or Die Presents. Oh, nice! Wow. Yeah. Called um, uh, "You Want to See a Dead Body," so I got to do this this whole little thing where uh, I got the role because my friend Fanny. Franny was working as a line producer with these guys, and she. Thank you, Franny Baldwin, for everything that you have done for me. I appreciate (laughs) it. She comes through like when when she sees something, um, you know, she'll like send me your stuff or send me your, you know, my manager send it over to stuff. So, um, yeah, I got there and they didn't really didn't tell us who the big star was, and I'm like, who's the big star? I'm waiting to see, and I didn't even they cast me sight unseen, and I didn't get a script. So I got there. They're like, we're just going to ad lib. And I'm like, you really do that for this? This is, this is for HBO. Like, you need scripts. They're like, oh, we'll figure it out. Well, they didn't tell me. So the whole thing was um, I found I was Ben Stiller. So Robbie Bell is taking Ben Stiller around this like this adventure to see a dead body. And so they see me coming and I'm walking. I have a hood on and they get really like nervous. And then I say, hey, guys, how you doing? Um, can you guys just tell me where the Staples Center is? And they're like, oh, yeah, uh, we're looking for it, too. And then they walk and say, oh, man, we feel so bad. We just thought this black guy was going to rob us. And then as soon as they say that, I come back and like, oh, yeah, motherfucker, I forgot. Give me your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I run off. I run off. And then, like, Robbie Bell and Ben Sillers is, like, walking. And uh, uh, Robbie Bell is so fucking great. He's, he's like, "Man, man, I just, man, I just lost 50 bucks. And then Ben Stiller will say, 50 bucks? I just lost $10,000 fucking dollars. Like... like <laughs> <laughs> and it was there. And it was cool to work. We shot all Ben's scenes first. So we did all the coverage and everything. He came in and limo, did his scenes. Pro. Boom, 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 boom. Didn't really talk to nobody. And and I was like, you know what? This is Ben Stiller. I'm going to ask for a picture. I don't care. And like, everyone was all like nervous around him. And I just went, I was like, hey, man, I, I'm a fan. Can I have a picture? He's like, yeah, man. I took it on my, like, my shitty Razor phone I had or whatever. Then... I fell bad because it opened up the floodgates because everybody else was like, oh, well, well can, I, can I get a picture yeah.
0: too? Like, yeah, so... At, um, at, at, least, at least you got your picture and a fucking security guard didn't push you away. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've been bitter for like a... Three days now, because I happened to be with Mark Hamill a couple of days ago. Oh wow!
1: Yeah, pushed away. Oh yeah. dude, that sucks, man. But back to your story. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, I. When I when you see somebody you want to work, you want to you want to be you want to be professional. And I think I was younger than – I don't know if I would have done it now. Yeah. Like I just worked with Andy Daly for some for a sketch for. Oh uh, nice. For last week tonight that, that it aired in February. Yeah, I that just, was the one Jason and I were yeah, talking about yeah, when he yeah. was
0: on and we were. We were both just like, wait, can we say anything? Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> So that last week tonight thing. And um, so that was cool. And I got to, you know, I love this guy because I was watching the review and then I just watched The Office and I was like, oh, he was Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Andy Daly. That Benjamin Franklin that's hitting on everybody. He's, um,
0: he's one of the most underrated uh, comedic actors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I was at a San Diego Comic-Con last month, uh, he did uh, part of Conan's cold open for mm. one of the Conan shows that we were at, and at the end, Conan thanks him. We're we're in the Spreckles Theater. I mean, it's a big theater, and he says, "I want to thank Andy Daly." And I swear to you, mm. I am the only one that just like loud. Oh loud yeah, yeah, I yeah. because I realized I was the only one that was like, "Fuck yeah, Andy Daly."
1: Yeah, he's good, man. Yeah, he mm-hmm.
0: was, and he was fantastic in the bit too. Yeah, <laughs> I think he good. did uh,
2: Eastbound and Down too. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't
1: watch that show. It was alright, but, but I know he was on. It. I kn- yeah. I heard oh, that's uh, Kenny Powers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I I picked him up because I was Jason Harvey, uh, great comic out of Utah. We were at his house and and we were. He was like, "You ever watched the review?" And I was like, "No, I never watched it." He's like, "Dude, it's funny." And so we watched it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is great! It's perfect!" Yeah. Like the whoever thought of that, you know, just a real life reviewer, and the fact that he can't say no. <laughs> like in the like how he he the plights of it and how it goes up and down and I wish they got a season three I don't think I don't think a season yeah I don't think, think, seasons, I've yeah, I don't think I season say I
0: heard him talking about the potential of a season three but like
1: he said I he's in February happened. he said that they were still waiting to see yeah. so um I hope I it, hope so because that show is
0: brilliant yeah. that and Nathan for you are probably two uh, one of my favorite yeah. Comedy Central shows that not enough people are watching
1: yeah not enough people watch Nathan for you
0: yeah that that show. The fact that he is actually like a business guy yeah. and knows all the ins and outs of business. I I wish I was out here when he had the whole dumb Starbucks. Over. Oh yeah, I was here for that. Yeah. So I was I was so jealous. So many of my friends on Facebook are posting pictures of that and I'm just like I want to go. Yeah. I, just, I was out, I was coming out like 2 weeks later and I was so mad that I had missed it. <laughs> so so what what at this point, you know, I know Jesse kind of touched on it, but what is What is next? Like, what projects do you have coming up that you can talk about?
1: Um, Right now, I just – I released the album, like, softly in May. And I just released it because I was – I know the process to get on Pandora is is long. And so I got approved because you have to do certain things to get it approved. So I did that just so I could pretty much get on to Pandora. So now I got approved. So now they have to do all these analytics to see where it plays and who it plays with. And so that's good. And so now I'm going to, when I, probably next month in October, or September, like later in September, I'm going to release my album. It's called Let's Get Mateened. I actually recorded it in Salt Lake City uh, last year. Because uh, I was just, like, I just wanted to get rid of some of those jokes that I, didn't want, I wasn't going to do anymore. And I outgrown them. And so I was like, well, let me i put them on this album. And hopefully, you know, some new fans come, come out of it. Uh, ideally, I just want to, I think, my goal is to be a national headliner by the end of 2017, yes. and with that, it's so funny like you could be as funny as you, people think, but you have to have to see like, oh well, you have to do ABC or oh this guy, you know, it, you know, you need credits to get credits. The yeah. so credits begets credits, which is like such a crazy thing out here. Yeah, and in LA, that you have to understand uh, once once you understand that, you're like, okay, this is this is how it's gonna be. But I got a really good management team now uh that i I believe in them and i believe that they believe in me which is always important because sometimes you can have you know you can have management and it's almost like not having management um but yeah i'm just trying to work through and hopefully that uh that show that i can't really talk about um it gets it gets moved forward um and some other things i have in the works but yeah i just just keep plugging along man that's all i can do I'm curious how the uh the process for your your writing goes
2: if if there is is there a method to the madness
1: yeah so i I'll see something and then i I'll like think of an idea and then I'll put it in my phone um and sometimes i forget and and sometimes i'll just i'll i'll put it on facebook yeah. and just to see like so I don't forget and then I'll just go back and and work it out and at this point now. I could think of an idea and then I'll just go on the stage and, and tell it. I used to write everything down. Like that's how they taught us in the class mm-hmm. to write everything down and perform it. Cause we write all our jokes down word for word and we send it to the professor, the, the, not the professor. I've the, <laughs> 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 just given this guy, his, yeah. he's a professor now, a professor <laughs> of comedy. PhD in comedy. I, I know. Um, <laughs> he, can, he would come <laughs> in with a circle back his elbow. I patch. know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's, that's how I I just I just try to think of stuff and um, yeah man I just I, I I I read a lot of like news and talk about the news I try not to be as talk a lot about current events because like there's there's they're gonna you know you can't use them anymore right. and I can't open up a show like oh I support Trump 2016 and then people be like boo and I'm like wait 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 only if it's on a tombstone. And so like, I can't like, so I can't like, I gotta get rid of that this year. You know, I gotta get rid of that one. Um, I have a couple that I probably could still use of his. uh, But yeah, man, I just, I just like, everything is on my phone. Like everything is on my phone. And sometimes, like you said, you say things on stage that you don't plan. And then that, those are the times that I don't record. Uh, (laughs) Oh, and it's funny. Like what did I just say, man? Like, oh, I didn't record. I wasn't, oh man. So, yeah, that's my process, man. I just, I just think of something, I'll write it down in my phone, and then just try to talk it out on stage. I don't do a lot of, like, writing of stories. Like, if a story happens, I can be able to take that story that happened and, like, go tell it on stage. Manipulate Without, it in your own way. Yeah, manipulate it in my own way. Or like, like, was just, like, stuff happens. So, like, this happened to me probably, like, five months ago. And I was looking for a parking space in my old neighborhood. I used to live on Hollywood and Harvard. And I was looking for a parking, and parking sucks in that neighborhood. So I found one, and I pulled into it, but it was a guy that I couldn't see that he was going to back into it, right? But I was like, I got it. And so he backs up, and it's it's this Russian guy. And he's like, you stupid nigger. And he's just like throwing, like right? right? He's just like. (laughs) dropped a heart ho- it was like one o'clock in the afternoon it Damn. wasn't even like nighttime <laughs> it's daytime racism daylight, i know jeez yeah, i'm like what the like what's going on and I, and I started to like freak him out and like like go and chase him in my car and then i was like i remembered i was like wow it, it took me 35 minutes to find this parking space <laughs> like <laughs> like racism is bad but like parking <laughs> is a lot worse <laughs> In my neighborhood, oh fuck, man! I'm just gonna go <laughs> and just just let him be ignorant, you know. <laughs>
0: that, that's the name of your next, but your yeah. ne- your next album, right there is Park, <laughs> L.A. Park, yeah, and yeah. Racism. yeah, yeah. To fight <laughs> like, That's a story that happened.
1: And and so I had these stories, and my friend, one this guy, and I think he does. He's you know he's he's straight, well, white male comic, and he's like, hey man, like dude, you need to evolve from that, man. You have too much like. stories about people calling you the n-word and i was like i know like (laughs) how like how is that a me problem like why are you lecturing me on the i know like i wish i didn't have to tell these stories right but this is what happens in my life this happens in my life and it's just all this stuff like i was in new hampshire and this lady is like talking about to this this dude that she thought was gay and was like go go have sex with that gay dude He's like, uh, just because I'm gay, out of me, I, I want to have sex with all dudes. And he was like, Do you want to have sex with all dudes? And then she pointed to me. and She's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have sex with him. And I was like, Okay, I wouldn't have sex with you. And she's like, Yeah, because he's black. I don't like black guys. And I was like, Well, that's okay. We have that in common. I don't, I don't have sex with black guys either. And <laughs> so like, so then like everybody started laughing at her. And she feels <laughs> small, you know. And it's, it's people think that she can, they can just say whatever and not have any repercussions of it, but um but yeah this is all things that happen in my life it's like happens and stories and then it, like once you get in the process you start remembering things that happened, like stories that happened 10 years ago when I wasn't doing comedy where like this celebrity was like hitting on my friend and and it's like oh I remember that and the celebrity was like oh he was trying to hit him as a guy hitting on my other guy friend and my friend was like hey man you know I'm not I'm not gay and he was like uh that's okay i'll do all the gay stuff and like that was like that was like that was like you know and i'm thinking these stories these are like stories that i'm like oh yeah and now i gotta put that into like a other thing and like now what you notice uh with my stuff is a lot of stuff is like coming together and you start off with one idea and then it it expands to other things like little little seed and then it, it can grow and and you try to be able to transition and I want everything to be like a like a wave when you, when when it's nothing like but sometimes you gotta mix it up and you throw out a random joke to like yeah. like a cleanser you know like a cleanser joke a palate yeah a, pl- yeah. a palate cleanser yeah it's like when you go to the perfume shop and you gotta smell the coffee in between you know <laughs> to to help to help justify well not justify but like determine which what's, what's different so
0: the co- the coffee there always always throws me off. Yeah, so I, I say I see it, I sniff it, then I buy clone and I go to Starbucks. So <laughs> the, yeah, it's 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 the best, the best. See, I best told you, S-
1: Starbucks is evil. <laughs> <laughs> They're a- taking a- over a- all Andrew, Sl-
0: Andrew Slater gave me gave me a good uh, a good guilt trip on a on, on Starbucks since he's from Seattle. Okay, so and, and he's a diehard Sonics fan, and it's the uh, the same people that own the Sonics oh. that did. And then they sold them, and he's like, "So fuck Starbucks." Oh like, wow! Now now now, anytime I do get Starbucks, I feel guilty. <laughs> I, I feel like Andrew Slater's just gonna be like, <laughs> "Come on, we, we we've talked about this. Why are why are you having Starbucks?" Again? Yeah, What's I haven't
1: again? had Starbucks in a bit, because um, we I get coffee at work every morning. So yeah, I mean, they free, did their thing.
0: Free, free free coffee's free coffee's better than. Yeah. Five dollar coffee. Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so as we kinda as we kind of wrap things up here, where can everybody find you on social media? Uh social
1: social media, I am um at Mateen Stewart, M-A-T E-E-N S T E W A R T across the board, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, um, Emma I'm Mateen Stewart Comedy there. Is it Emger? Is it is that a thing? i um,
0: I always call it Imager, but imager. I know that I am I'm saying yeah. it. It's imager? Is Imager? Okay. Is it Imager? I've always called it that, but it's not spelled that way. No, it's so I yeah. I
1: would th- th- assumed Imger too. Hey, I was yeah, it. It's spelled. It spelled, right. it spelled yeah, Imgur. yeah, 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 yeah. So, I'm there. I I post stuff on there just to see all the crazy comments. People just <laughs> like the comments. Don't read the comments. That that needs to be that's trademark, trademark, trademark. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, my friend, my friend Brian Egger, He has a he has a great play. Called Don't Read the Comments. And it's just a bunch of like like YouTube comics off of videos. Oh, nice. Um, it'd be like a cat video, and then like you just gets into like a political discussion. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, That's why your mom doesn't love you. Like off like how did that conversation come from that?
0: That cat jumped yeah. up, destroyed a toilet paper roll, and we're oh, at Yeah, man. Right. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh so yeah, that's where you can find me my website, uh, at Mateen Stewart. Uh it's MateenStewart.com. com. Uh, you can get my album there, but I'm gonna release it onto iTunes coming up in the next two to three weeks. So, yeah. nice and Le- definitely we'll, we'll make sure to have that on the website. Yeah, let's as get as well. Mateened. That's the yeah, name of my album.
2: definitely go see you too, cause you have one of the ma- most amazing laughs on stage, stage presence, <laughs> and jokes. Like I
1: love it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate Salt Lake City too. I mean, they've they've given me a lot of support, um, and some of the nicest cats that I ever ran across in all the comedy community, uh, in that community out there in Salt Lake City. So uh thank you guys for having me on yeah the man, i'm glad we were finally yeah. able
0: to, to make this work i know i christopher and i were talking last time we were here about about having you on and our schedule just didn't yeah uh, it didn't it didn't, didn't, it work, didn't out work out so, so. i'm glad that we were able to this time yep.
1: so. make it happen enjoy la guys um when do you guys leave
0: so we, we've we got another couple of days so Okay. we've got got a few more interviews and a few more places to kind of uh explore explore that, right on that i've never had a chance to never had a chance to send. and we're going back over to the uh, cemetery in a little bit here to uh, explore yeah. some more
1: all so. right well <laughs> enjoy watch out for the for the zombies over there <laughs> <laughs> and uh you guys need anything just let me know <laughs> all <do>. right well <laughs> thank Peace. you so much
0: all right